Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. The song says that he holds every tear in his hand. Scripture says he bottles them up. But we're looking and there's going to be a time, amen, with that same hand. He's going to wipe away forever every tear. You'll never know what it is, amen, to be lonely again. You'll never know what it is, amen, have a battle with the devil ever again. You won't know anything about, amen, feeling pain or sorrow or failure or coming up short. Hallelujah, not from that day on. Hallelujah, all of it's going to be fulfilled. I know we long for it as vessels, amen, full of, of spirits and full of emotion in the world that we're living in. But I'm glad our temper, amen, is on the scene. I'm glad he can move in on a Sunday morning like this morning and touch our lives and touch our minds and reassure us how long how many times it's going to take whatever it takes to defeat the enemy whatever it takes to be an overcomer every how often I got to come to the house of God and call on him that's exactly what I'm going to do I believe a lot of people make the mistake a lot of times like the like the gentleman did when the prophet told him to go out and strike the ground and he only done it three times amen I believe we'll strike against that enemy until he's defeated Whatever the strikes may take. One, ten, fifty, hundred, ten years. It's going to be worth the fight. It's going to be worth the battle. God bless you. you may be seated. Classes will let you go. Amen. God bless you. Appreciate our Sunday school department and Sunday school teachers. And all of you good parents for bringing your children to the house of the Lord. To give an opportunity to hear the word of God and to feel the hand of God. We're living in a world today, they need to feel the hand of the Lord in their lives. They need to be instructed and informed out of the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. How to, how to overcome in this world. How to deal with some things in this world. One reason the world's in such a mess she's in because she don't have, she really don't have no knowledge of the Word of God or of God. You really can't know God without knowing His Word. Knowing His Word is knowing Him. Hallelujah. And then really to know Him is through the baptism of the promise of the Holy Ghost. Amen man with that heavenly language and that companionship. Amen. That third chord as I mentioned at the wedding. Hallelujah. It's by choice. Amen. That's simply what the writer was trying to get across unto us. Hallelujah. Under the sun and on this journey of life. We make the decisions and we make the choices a lot of time. Who's going to be that third chord? Who's going to be that voice? Who's going to be that final one? Amen. That helps make the decision. And there's none greater than God Almighty. None greater than the creator himself. He was the one alone. Amen. That said it wasn't good. I've Telling you, God was the one, amen, that said it wasn't good for man to be alone. Hallelujah. And he's talked about all of his creation up to the time, amen, when he looked at man and said it wasn't good for him to be alone. He said, not good. That's the first time he ever said that something wasn't good. Up to that time, everything was good and very good. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, on this Sunday morning. It's not good for you to try to travel this life, amen, without the Holy Ghost and without the blessing and favor of God upon your life. And it's not God's idea and it's not God's plan. It's a bad deal. That's not good for you to try to travel all by yourself amen he wants to be with us he's not afraid of the mountains he's not afraid of your luggage anybody ever heard somebody say something well you ought to, you ought to get I hate to use this term I won't say well anyway you ought to get connected with this one or connected with that one they got too much baggage God don't. Jesus Christ, man. Hallelujah. In fact, he made it a point to visit some that had a lot of baggage. Had a lot of, 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 of relationship problems. 
Because he's a fixer. Doesn't matter where you're at this morning. He's a fixer. Doesn't matter how far in that miry clay and how far off the road and how far in the ditch you, you may feel you are. He can find you. And he can pull you out. Well, I've tried this. I've tried that. But until you try him with a whole heart. Because the Bible says the day you seek him with your whole heart, you're going to find him. He's there. Got a good lesson this morning. Good to see all of you. God bless you. Appreciate the touch of God and the move of the Holy Ghost. Thank God for our singers. His players. Amen. Coming to prepare themselves to be used of the Lord. Used of God. Hallelujah. Thank God for them. Thank God for you. And uh, by the help of the Lord, we want to bring it to your uh, ears this morning. Man, a good lesson. I tell you what, if you really begin to study these lessons and take them to heart, you can understand why some of the spiritual warfares and battles that you and I are facing today. They're still here. Some of these same spirits, a man that uh, was back in the Old Testament and was more in a physical realm than they maybe are so today. Not that it doesn't happen in that realm. It does. But it's, it's more it's spiritually so. Amen. As we are the spiritual church. Where Israel was the physical church. Amen. Upon the earth. Amen. The Israelites. The ones that was called out. Called out of Egypt. Called out Ur of the Chaldeans. The Hebrews. Goes all the way back. Amen. And, uh, but, but the church now. You and I that's been called out of darkness. Been called, pulled out of that miry clay. Hallelujah. But there is a demonical force. And there is a spirit of iniquity. There's other demonical powers. A man that's got agendas. And they are setting out and trying to set out to accomplish and achieve certain things. And that most important thing is to wreck the church. To destroy the church. To silence the church. And so that's how they make their attacks. And they try to get involved to get a hold of it. And so again today... Amen. How many notice overcomers? How many notice the same focus as two weeks ago? Hallelujah. Y'all didn't read your lesson? <laughs> I'm just picking on you. Y'all kind of look at me like you're still asleep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Focus thought again as it was a couple of weeks ago. We must what? Cling. 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 Hallelujah. All the two different words in that particular verse. Amen. Was leave. Cleave. One letter. One letter changes it. <laughs> Amen. That's the reason a man leaves his father and mother and cleaves. <laughs> it means to be glued. I didn't take the time and love to, but time got away from us and that waiter now one or two because Brother Josh being a pipe welder, he could have he could have he could relate this real easy. You got two different types of material, not types, but two materials just coming together, especially pipe fitter. And uh he is known as a pipe welder. If you lay that weld in there right, they want to stack them in there like dimes. That's not all. <laughs> they want to make sure they burn out all the impurities. All the draws, any, any materials that would cause a crack, that would cause a leak. Because sometimes those, those welds got to be x-rayed. And so as that third cord, it becomes that, that cord. It really joins them to, pulls them to, and holds them. Especially a man to accomplish and achieve things. And God's intent from the very beginning was to have fellowship with us. That's what you and I was created for to start with. We was created to have church. We wasn't created to party and hearty. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah, but at church. 
It wasn't out of the influence of drugs and alcohol. It's out of, of the, out of the influence of the Holy Ghost. Same results a lot of times. In fact, hey man, if you get drunk enough in the Holy Ghost, you can't hardly tell the difference if they're... Yeah. Tell you what, you get this Holy Ghost on you, it'll cause you to speak in tongues you ain't never spoke in. Cause you to dance like you ain't never dance. Yes. Amen. It, it causes them 70 and 80 year olds, man, they'll even get this Holy Ghost. Yes. Oh, Arthur loses his grip. <laughs> Woo, praise God. Hallelujah. But it also caused them four and five and six year olds. It won't be a worldly dance, it'll be a godly dance, upright, holy. Amen. And I'm telling you folks, we need the Holy Ghost. We need it operating in our lives on a daily basis. And helping us to comfort and guide us. To be that voice that we need to hear like never before. Amen. In the world that we're living in. So, we must cling to righteousness. No matter the evil influence around us. Is there any evil influence around us today? Uh, I'm not asking for response here. Do you think it's affected church? You think some ways in the world that um, some practices that we're doing today uh, would have been some of the same practices we'd have done 50 years ago. I know one thing, this lesson here, and I'm going to tell you what, it's deep. And uh, it, uh, it digs into an area and uh, it awakened us. And it falls right in line. And I, hadn't, I didn't study these lessons ahead of time with some of the things I've been saying about the spiritual realm and about the enemy and trying to find loopholes and access and trying to find positions. Amen. Amen. That's exactly what the devil wants to do. He wants to find a place in the church in every local assembly. Amen. He wants to find a position in that place that he can influence and persuade and guide and mislead even God's servants. I got the Bible. We got it in the lesson if you studied it. Amen. So... It helps us to realize why the Apostle Peter was so clear and so adamant about for us to be vigilant and be sober. Not to be drunk off of the affairs of the things of the world. Paul taught us, he said, not to even get entangled in the affairs of the world. Because the affairs of the world have spiritual uh, uh, outcomes with it. And the more you get involved in it, the more you have to get involved in the spiritual of those worlds. And the more you get involved in them, the more you have to battle and struggle with them. So the least you know about all of that, probably the better off you are. Hallelujah. If you're not exposed to it. You know, it, it, it's always funny to me that we say, and, and I understand the term, I really do. And they, they tell them that this is adult drinks. And this is an adult place. And this is an adult store. Well, from what I can notice, amen, you don't need to go to none of those adult places. <laughs> oh, hallelujah I don't have a problem preaching against sin so sin will send you to hell sin will deceive you sin will blind you and deafen you amen to try to satisfy you but it can never do it never lasts until the sun gets up in the morning time the only thing that you're going to find true satisfaction in is in the Holy Ghost and living for God <laughs> outside of that everything else is just it's just it's 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 like all the creeks and regardless of all the rains that we got and the high waters and <laughs> much as Miss Smith you got to deal with floating in and out and all that, the ocean is never going to be filled up. It's never going to fill up. 
<laughs> may all rush down here and bow up a while, but you just give it a little while. She's going to. And it's going to take, I, I can remember a day. <laughs> Man, we, I mean, we didn't have places. We went to the creek. We were going to do any kind of swimming, just boys coming up. And, but if it, if it rained any of the waters up in it all, Mama wouldn't let us. Can't go swimming in that water. That old muddy, poisoned water. That's what she'd say. Poison oak, poison ivy, poison this, poison that. <laughs> Hallelujah. So anyway, I want to make sure what waters I'm swimming in. <laughs> Hallelujah. You ever try to swim in a mud hole? <laughs> kind of hard to dive in a mud hole. <laughs> the best you can do. Got to talk around. And, 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 and most of the time, you know, if you ever walked up one of them places, man, it looks pretty good. You can see all that. <laughs> Immediately. Mud. Discoloring the water. See, that's what sin does. Sin discolors the water so you can't see the boundaries. And then you start questioning them. And you start saying, well, I... That's the reason the church as a whole is not as whole as she ought to be. Because along this journey now for over 2,000 years now. Different ones didn't like this doctrine. Different ones didn't like this. and They just started muddying up the water. So we'll start our own over here. We'll decide. We'll decide who goes and who don't. Always remember. This trumps every. Every. Preacher. On the face of the earth. I don't care who they are. Where they come from. What they call themselves. What denomination they come from. This trumps them all. If you believe in God, and you believe this as the word of God, and it is. Because all you got to do is start practicing, and you'll find out it's the word of God. Okay? I mean, it, it can prove itself. That's the good thing about it. You can, you can know it for yourself. Amen. It's not something that you've got to just depend on everybody else and all that. You know, have you ever heard somebody talk about, amen, something tasting good? And I should have done it Friday night. Somebody told us before we got in line, said, I'm going to tell you all what. So that chicken stuff they got in there said... Tell you what, that stuff's good. Said so you leave some of the other stuff along and get you two or three helpings of that chicken stuff. And when I got out to the plate and I got to eating it, I said, "Man, I wish I'd listened a little closer. I should have got me two or three spoonfuls of this. <laughs> it was good. But I didn't go back, amen. But it was good. It was real good. And so the same way with this, until you actually taste and see, <laughs> woo, you can taste this, God." You can see this God. You can watch him work in your life. Now the adversary is going to do what he can to hinder, to stop it. He's going to use whatever methods hallelujah, to, to, uh, for it to, that to take place. And you know what? God allows that sometimes because that's really what determines how much we love him. And what we, if we, as we approach him and, and uh, follow after him. You know, I'm talking to everybody in here this morning because we haven't arrived. We haven't got there. And so we're still disciples. Of Jesus Christ. We're still followers of Jesus Christ. We're followers of his word. We just got a measure of the Holy Ghost. And so the adversary has opportunities to rise up against us. And to beguile us. And trick us. And, and get into our lives. And get into our business if you please. Amen. And, and so as we watch some of this unfold in this particular writings unto this church. 
And uh, we're going to see as we did uh, two weeks ago. Amen. Amen. The Pergamos Church and what they dealt with. Maybe a little different. But uh, again, uh, there were some spirits. Amen. Balaam. Amen. The love for wages. Uh, unrighteous wages. Hallelujah. These are spirits that we still have to contend with. We have to deal with. Uh, people say what they want to. Sometimes the statements made against preachers and churches. It's all about money. That is true for some. Tell you like it is. Hallelujah. But that's not true for all. Hallelujah. We're not in this for the money. Hallelujah. This church is not in this for the, for the money. It takes money. Got to have money. Got to pay, you know. Uh, Singing River don't give us a pass on paying electric bills and things of that nature. They don't have a special pump up there for preachers and for all the first Jesus name church folks come in to get free gas. Boy, if they did, I wonder how many would show up. Can I get my name on the roll? <laughs> Woo! But you know what? God's promised us something far better than free gas. Hallelujah. Free electricity. Hallelujah. Because there won't be no power plants. You won't need no gas. Hallelujah. We go into a city. Amen. He's going to be the light. There won't even be no need of the sun, the moon, or any other thing. And he's going to have every need supplied. Hey, God's got, got us a better deal waiting. So we're on this journey. Amen. Being what? That's what the title of the lesson, Overcomer. Overcomer. And so we're going to notice even in this particular church, seven churches that he's making this round. From what I understand, this church was about 20 miles to the southeast of Pergamos. As John makes his way around with these letters. And um, I couldn't help but ponder and wonder if he gave every church the whole full letter of Revelation or did he just give them the portion of that letter that was directly to them? Probably that. But then the other comes too. But anyway, here we go. So the focus verse is going to be found in Revelations 2, 25 and 26. But that which ye have already hold fast till I come. Amen. Oh, we're not living in a time where the church is having a hard time. I'm talking about all denominations. Having a hard time holding on what they practiced and preached and believed 30 years ago. And um, so we're seeing here some instructions that's been given to us to hold fast that that we know. I heard a brother, uh, uh, Kenny, uh, go there, preach a message one time. Hallelujah. What got me in could get me out. And he simply preached the message about prayer. Hallelujah. Prayer is what got me in. And prayer is what's going to get me out of here. And not just out of here, but he began to relate to things and problems, situations and things of that nature in that message that individuals of his church had faced and himself and things of that nature and how prayer, amen, worked in such a powerful way. And so, amen, again, this is one of the things that we work on constantly. Prayer, prayer, that's, uh, you know, it's, uh, in fact, if we're not careful, uh, there's more focus on, amen, entertainment than there is actually, amen, in prayer and preaching that's, that's the, why I want to be entertained. We're, we're, we're dealing with an entertaining spirit of our world because of Hollywood. Hollywood has geared. We have fashioned. And if you don't think so, well, what your kids play with? They would be so bored in my generation. Of course, the generation prior to mine said we'd been bored with theirs. I mean, a whole full class wasn't but a lot of times 10 or 12 people. 
Graduation night. Boy, y'all get quiet. Watch this. Sister Diane, they'd been bored at some of our weddings, wouldn't they? Hungry too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not downsizing. I'm just telling you the times of what's happened, what's taking place. Hallelujah. I remember when a party consisted of maybe a cake, a little ice cream, brothers and sisters. But day, man, we invite the neighborhood. <laughs> we could, we'd resurrect some and bring them and have all kind of balloons and all kind. Again, I'm not. I'm just telling you. If you think I'm wrong, I'm proving myself right. Am I? Do you know that same spirit bleeds over into the church? That's right. That's the reason we'd rather sing a lot of songs. It's uh, did I go I'm telling the truth. Don't give me none of that old, none of that old dead stuff now. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm telling you the spirit of Jezebel is slipping in. And that's the very spirit that this church had to deal with. Even called Jesus called it by name, Jezebel. And if you read this letter, you know that she had a position in the church. A place. And the difference between Pergamos Church and Thyatira Church, Thyatira wasn't doing anything about it as far as driving it out. Watch this. What's one of the biggest mistakes that the Israelites made when they took the promised land? What did they fail to do? They failed to drive out the lands that they were taken, the the Canaanites or the Jebusites or whatever site it might have been. And they let them linger. And when you let them linger, it won't be but a matter of time. It may not get this generation, but you wait till the next one get here. When they raise their kids with our kids. When they start going to the same places. Start entertaining. And I want to tell you, boy, I, 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 I'm not being. We'll tell you something, boy. In prayer this week. In prayer this week. And I've never, I've never in my life thought on this, in this direction. But prayer this week, and, and I, I'm going to say it just me, just for safety purposes. Uh, what you listen to on a regular basis. That includes preachers. That includes music. Whatever it might be. If you listen to that's those groups on a regular basis. If you're not careful, the spirits that they're of will eventually find their way unto you. That can include southern gospel. That can include country gospel. That can include rock gospel they got now. But if you look on some of those Pictures of them. It'd really be hard to listen to that song watching them. Because you have to know within yourself that they're not of the right spirit. Oh, they sing it about Jesus. 
They're singing about and have certain lyrics, say, man, that sounds good. But there's something underneath. There's something behind the scene. Something behind the smoke. I'm talking to us in the spiritual realm, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you the reason the apostolic church is not what she ought to be. It's because the five-fold ministry is not what it ought to be. And I'm as guilty of it as anybody else. That spirit you can't let linger, regardless of how Matthew's got them, and regardless whose babies they are. When they want willing to repent, turn from their ways, you got to drive them out. Guess, please don't let this be too much. Just, but when you talk about Revelation and you're talking about these seven churches and we're talking about. Man, some spiritual rams. I've said this often. We'd all be shocked if our eyes were open. To see what goes on around us. and The demonical forces and the powers of God. And the warfares that goes on. And, uh, you know. And, and I want to be careful. I want to be. I want to love. I want to love people. I want to love lives. But at the same time, we've got to be saved. We gotta, we gotta be the overcomers. We gotta win the race. Huh. That's the reason, as some came up this morning and prayed with them, and I thought, if you gotta come a thousand times, if you gotta come every service, you come. It's worth it. It's worth the fight for your sake. It's worth the fight. Don't ever think that you're wearing the body. Hey man, when you come, no, no. It's our responsibility because you know what? I find myself in the same place sometimes. In the same struggles. In the same battles. And, and so we have to love one another and care for one another and reach out to one another. So it's, I'm going to do my best. Uh, you can read the contemplate of the topic if you want to. <laughs> I didn't see the movie. And apparently this guy did. That bothers me. That bothers me. I'm telling you, you cannot flirt with Hollywood and come out without being burnt. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. This is my phone. If we're not careful, we're going to allow these cell phones to burn a lot of us. What comes through that thing? What spirits is reaching out? Let me ask you something. And you know this wouldn't happen but by chance. If I had a cage and put a cage right outside on these doors out here and had two or three rattlesnakes in it, would you let your babies walk right up beside it? Would you let your babies entertain it? You wouldn't, would you? Nobody in the right mind wouldn't. You don't go up to that cage. You see that? In fact, we have done our best to instruct them. Uh, you don't play with snakes. You don't pick up. We, we, we'd rather they didn't pick up worms because it's hard to tell at a year and a half old the difference between a worm and a snake. That's the reason we got to become a man more schooled in the word of God and in the Holy Ghost. That's the reason we have to pray on a regular basis because life has a tendency to fog us. 
Life has a tendency to put clouds around us. And, and, and so you can't see as clearly as you'd like to in the spiritual realm, especially. We're already put, amen, as the Bible puts it, looking through a darkly glass. This thing is not so clear. How many likes to drive an automobile, amen, that's full of those love bugs and, and you can't hardly see out of it? And stuff is laying on the dash and the sun's shining down, reflecting, reflecting off the windshield. And you know, you struggle the whole time trying to. Not me. I'm going to throw it in the floorboard, throw it in the back, throw it in the trash. I'm going to clean my windshield on a pretty regular basis. I want to be able to see. Can't see good enough like it is. That's right. So I sure don't want nothing to distract my vision. You know what? That's not just important for myself or those that may be riding with me. But it's just as important for that young mother that's coming down on the other side of that road. With her two little babies in it. That I'm prone to take out. Because I didn't clean the windshield. And I figured I'd just take a chance. That's the reason we have so many laws. Against driving under the influence. And so we're on a journey. It's Holy Ghost filled vessels of God. On a journey of life. And, and, and so as we. Gather here as we come together, as we are the people of God and the chosen vessels of the Lord. Let's, let's go into it. Uh, as we watch some of this unfold, and I'm just going to try to probably the best I can just use the scriptures and, and go from that. Unto the angel of the church of Thyatira write, These things saith the Son of God, who has these eyes like unto the flame of fire, and his feet like fine brass. Always describes the one, the words coming from. Amen. To every one of these letters and individuals that this was not John's. This is not my words, but they coming from Jesus Christ himself. Amen. Our Lord, our Savior, the one that I fell over as dead to. Amen. And so he begins to talk about them. He said, now watch this. I know thy works. He knows our works. He knows them. He probably, he probably remember them better than we do. A lot of things we do, we forget it. We just go on because we're not, it's not about that to us. But God, he never forgets. Right down to a cup of water, whatever it might be, how small or great it might be. <clears throat> he, he knows. So he says, I know thy works. Notice the next statement. And charity, charity above all things put on charity. Paul's writings in Colossians 3 and 14, which is what? Is the bond of perfection. Perfectness, uh, having the love of God, having that true charity, amen, a love for humanity, a love for souls, a love for the things of God is one of the most strongest uh, uh, characteristics, amen, or virtues as the lesson's going to go take us to in just a minute, virtues that you and I can have is having that type of love, loving one another, amen, and then loving souls, and especially loving the things of God, and 2 Thessalonians 1 and 3, again, Paul's writings, as he talks about them, he talks about the Thessalonian believers, and the reason was, they were so persecuted at their beginning, and the very start, as they had received the gospel, as they received the Holy Ghost, and began to live for God, they were so persecuted for a season, for a time, and he addresses, and comes back and addresses them, not once, but twice, amen, with letters, and 
there was those that slipped into this body of believers that tried to persuade them that Jesus had already come. Things of this nature that had done happen and causing some, amen, to, to fall to the side and becoming lost. And so Paul writes unto them and writes back to them and encourages them. And listen to what he tells them here in 2 Thessalonians 1 and 3. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet because that your faith groweth exceedingly. Notice what happens. We're growing. You're growing. Uh, that, that process never ends, really. Uh, when something finally grows and reaches its place of maturity, you might say, such as fruit. Amen. What happens? What's the next stages? <laughs> you don't reach full ripeness. Starts to rot. Starts to tear it. So we, we're not interested in doing that, are we? We're preserved. Amen. We, we, so we're on a process. I, I don't think none of us has to worry about getting so ripe in God and the Word of God that we'll start rotting. <laughs> Okay, at least I can speak for myself anyway. Hallelujah. But anyway, here we go. And he goes on. He said, groweth exceedingly and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. Now, how often does this really happen? Have you ever heard the statement, boy, if you just ever get to know him, you won't love him like that. <laughs> but the word of God has taught us right the opposite, hasn't it? Right here. Paul's bragging. He's boasting on them that as they got to know one another, their love increased. You know what? Could it be that it would do us all good sometimes to look around and say, you know what? They're flesh just like I am. You know, they got struggles and battles and good points and bad points just like I've got. <laughs> but we're here all here for what? For one intent. And that's to go to heaven. That's to please God. That's to be uplifting courage. As, as a beautiful song. I love that song when they sing it. I tell you, I really do. When my helper comes. Who's my helper? It's the Lord who have, have made heaven and earth. He's my helper. Amen. That's who we got to have to help us. Amen. On this journey as we're living for God. And so we, charity must abound. So, so, so he writes unto them. And he begins to talk about certain things. And notice he always pointed out how they advanced. How they improved. And things of that nature. I'm sure a lot of these school teachers. Amen. When they get students. And, and they've done good in certain areas. But they slip in somewhere. They boast and brag on them. And get them built up. And then they say, but. You're lacking in one area here now. <laughs> hey, man, I, I want to get you built up, get you ready, and get you really listening before I, I inform you. But anyway, it works. It works this way. And so here, charity and service and faith and thy patience. And when you look at even the term patience here, the writer talks about that. And he kind of just uh, went by the other ones. If you look at the first part of the lesson, he said, I know your works, charity, service, faith, and patience. And uh, when he goes from that to he begins to talk about patience can be a virtue. And we know that virtue is nothing but a moral goodness. Uh, Peter's writings to us talked us and told us and instruct us how to add on certain things to virtue that we wouldn't, that we wouldn't be fruitless, but that we would uh, accomplish and achieve what God would have us to be. And so he talks about, he says, patience is a virtue, is a common saying, but what does it mean? How many prays for patience? I wouldn't either. I'd be, you know, you got to be a little careful about. You can pray for patience. Just make sure your heart's right, because a lot of times, what brings patience is tribulation, <laughs> trials. Amen. Folks like me come in your life. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Hallelujah. That's you know, God, you know, positions things and places things. That's what. But when, but I believe you can pray for the patience that God would have you to have as an individual representing Him. Amen. I believe it's important. I believe that uh, there needs to be, we're going to get back to that balance. 
Uh, there's got to be a certain amount of tolerance. And then there's got to be a point in place that, okay, I put up with that long enough. How many of you as parents, amen, to, you love your babies. You love, you know, you love them dearly. But, uh, you know, they finally reach that point in place. Hey, huh, I'm not just going to pop you and I'm not going to count. I'm fixing to blister your backside. Amen. And I still love you, but that's the reason I'm doing this. Praise God. Sometimes they pushed our nurse. <laughs> Come on, tell the truth. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, and some days our nerves are better than other days. Hallelujah. So they need to wise up to that. When they, it's either they a good day, bad day, bad nerve day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't push it much. <laughs> and they'll learn. They'll learn. Hallelujah. I couldn't push my own you as far today as I did yesterday. Woo. Hallelujah. I paid for it. But, uh, and, but you know, God, you know, watch this. God, God works. He's a heavenly father. He works more in this line than what you might think. God, God didn't get any more joy out of, out of chastising and uh, having to cause uh, tribulation and and things of that nature. Now, I'm going to tell you, he's going to get pretty serious by the end of this letter here. What he does to those that's unwilling to change their ways. It's unwilling to recognize and realize what they're doing. A man is not pleasing to the Father. And see, that's, that's the real key to a lot of this. Hallelujah. It's not necessarily that uh, I please my brother and sister. I want to. I want to be a servant to them. I want to bless them and love them. But the bottom line is I'm, my responsibility as a part of the body is to Glorify the head. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so one of the ways to do that is help protect the body. <sighs> well, praise God. And to, so that falls right back into that realm and that place of, of knowing where to walk in the spirit and, and, and having a revelation, understanding of what's written in the word of God. And so he talks about this with Aristotle's, a man which is a guy, a man that kind of, he had the, he was a Greek philosopher. And I guess he was well thought of and all of this good stuff. But anyway, he was the one that come up with a doctrine, amen. He talked about his philosophy and goal and meaning of life was to acquire virtue by, by acquiring virtue but nullifying vices. Anybody know what vices are? Amen. Sometimes we know that vices are certain. It could be a temper. Hmm, could be. It could be uh, some elements that you might got involved in in life and coming up in life. That becomes a vice, amen, in your life. It dictates, it controls you. Uh, sometimes people by language, uh, these kind of things happen. So, so he's the one that come up with the idea that if you're able by what? By developing as a person choices and experiences and behaviors. And so in that, there was a certain amount of truth of that. That's the reason you don't get involved in some things. That's what Proverbs talks about. Hallelujah, that you don't grab some things by the ears. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. That's like big wild hogs. You don't grab them by the... Brother Brad, you ever caught a hog, a big wild hog by the ear? Most time y'all catch them by what? Hey. It's always the back end. You don't, you don't fool with that back end. <laughs> you grab the back leg or the tail, but don't. I mean, a 300-pound boar tusk sticking out about six inches. You don't run up there and grab him by the ears. Look at him. I got you, big boy. <laughs> he just split you in half. <laughs> and so, uh, as we watch some of this, we know, we understand that. But, but watch what happens. You and I know that virtue actually comes from comes from God, comes from our creator, 
and through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's the reason Paul's writing Galatians 5, 22 and 23. He names out to us nine fruits of the Holy Ghost. It's a package deal. I believe that. But do they just magically and automatically work and just uh, take a hold of us and start producing? No, we have to work on it, don't we? In some areas, we have to work on more than other areas. And patience, long-suffering, and gentleness. Have you ever noticed those fruits? They're not, they're not, you know, they're not real compatible. They're not what we can just, you know, that ain't no problem. I can handle that. Uh, a lot of times my wife, when I go to leave, I tell her goodbye, I love her. I'm thinking, God, she's, she'll, sometimes she'll say, be sweet. That ain't no problem. <laughs> That's what I am. That's who I mean, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, at least she didn't say be mean, uh, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, but that's uh, here. So as we watch some of this unfold, as it's taking place here, and so as we move through the verses now, and uh, we fix and starts to really start to get serious. Uh, he says, "But notwithstanding, in other words, nevertheless, I have a few things against thee, because thou hast suffered that woman Jezebel." This word, suffer. Suffer actually means that you tolerate or that you allowed. Have you ever had to suffer and let your children do some things? Have you ever told that little one? <laughs> I told you not to get up or you're going to fall. And when they fell down, they got a goose egg on their head or banged their leg and knee up. And you suffered. You allowed them to do that. <laughs> Not always. Sometimes they do it without being allowed. But anyway. Uh, 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 but that's, that's what's happening here. That's what he's talking about here. In this 20th verse. Uh, I got a few things against you. Thou suffers that woman Jezebel. Amen. Notice the second thing she done. She calleth herself a prophetess. The spiritual leadership didn't call her that. So apparently she took on the handle among and in the church. That's reading it's kind of dangerous sometimes to when you want spiritual counsel and you know it's it's serious that you run to another part of the member instead of the fivefold ministry that he set up. Because some can take on a role calling themselves, naming themselves, and exalting themselves. And I got a lot of Bible talks about when you exalt yourself. <laughs> Jesus taught us not to do it. He said, if you go to a wedding, he said, you sit in that lower place. You sit back on that back seat. <laughs> then if they come and get you and take you. Paul, come along and told he said, not to think more highly of ourselves than what we ought to think. I see a whole lot more about being humble and meek and kind and gentle and making sure. <laughs> it's a blessing. Okay. Now the writer helps clears up the things as far as about being, uh, being a prophet now. He didn't say a preacher. He said a prophet. But watch this. This is another area we kind of got away from. Watch this. 
When you go back to Joel and to Acts and the pouring out of the Holy Ghost, they all spoke in tongues and prophesied. So, in some degree, we're all should have. But what, why we got to be careful some of this? Because apparently this vessel, individual, I don't know if her name, I've never known of a girl named Jezebel. Have y'all? Might have known a few that's acted like one. <laughs> and we might have called them one. But that wasn't her name. But they carried on the same characteristics. Well, I'm right back to where I was just the last couple of services, ain't I? Whose image are we following after? And so as you watch what happens here, and I'm not going to be real lengthy. I'm, I'm going to watch my time, but, but uh, watch what unfolds here. Watch what she done. Which calleth herself a prophetess to teach and to seduce my servants. Catch that. She had enough influence upon. That's Jesus' servant she's talking about. He's talking about some Holy Ghost filled people. That she influenced. And seduced with her teaching. That's, that's pretty strong now, isn't it? That's, that's getting. That's jeopardizing some folks. That's, that's putting some Holy Ghost filled people huh, becoming blind and deceived and actually being drawn and pulled in a different direction of how to worship. That's how, that's how changing of music happens. That's, that's how changing of worship. That's how a lot of things, that's how churches change. A lot of times it's not a flipping of the switch and overnight it's a process. Where you and I are on the process to be the mature saints of God and the Holy Ghost filled people. And constantly working on those, uh, those uh, virtues that helps us to be in the image of our Heavenly Father. Their virtues to start focusing on themselves. They'll start demanding certain things. Making it mandatory that I receive that recognition. Y'all ain't gonna like this. That's the reason I don't flip out over people when they don't call me by certain. Because I still got enough Bible. The top three men in the Bible that you and I know Jesus, Peter, and Paul. Does anybody know their last name? Have you ever called Pastor Jesus? <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you is, I, I, we got to have respect. Boy, I'm, I've, I've rubbed some wrong here now. But, but what happens if you're not careful? We put so much emphasis on some of this. And lifting an individual and a position up. And watch this. That can work two ways. We can also lift them up so high that when they fall, they wipe out a whole church. 
hearing what I'm saying? Are you, are, are you hearing me this morning? They fall and backslide. Seven-eighths of the church goes with them. And most of them never makes it back. Because they elevated the man. Okay? Position. I started this out. The five-fold ministry is what is part of the body. Now, if they've been elevated and anointed by the Holy Ghost, that's when you've got to be God-called and God-anointed. And then we've got to live and conduct ourselves and keep ourselves in a place to keep that flowing. That's the reason it's dangerous, amen, to try to build an empire even of a church that no matter what, I'm going to hand it down to my son and my grandson. And that, it all of a sudden, it's not, it's not the church. It's, we see that in business world. We see that in politics. And you know what? It happens in churches. Y'all wasn't expecting this, was you? So, watch this. To teach and seduce my servants to what? To commit fornication, to eat things sacrificed unto idols. We see the same thing that with Balak, Balaam. The same to miss, to, to, to miss what's, what it was all about. Begin to participate and get involved in things. And, and, and so this is what she'd done. How did that happen? Let's go back on a few scriptures. And I got a little time here. So let's talk about Jezebel. And I may not get to finish this whole thing. But uh, what about Jezebel? What happened? How, how did she do this? She, I'm going to tell you something. She was, she was uh, first of all, and time ain't going to allow me to go through all of it, how that she became part of it and married Ahab. Ahab went the king of Israel. And as she become involved in, in, in what begins to transpire and takes place, for instance, in 1 Kings 16. And it came to pass as if it had been a like thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam and the son of Nabat, that he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbel, king of the Zedionites, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. She influenced him to not only how to worship, but who to worship. We're talking about Ahab, the king of Israel. Okay? First Kings 19. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. And with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a message to Elijah and saying, So let the gods do to me and more also. If I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. Notice... Man, she wasn't, she wasn't afraid. She wasn't intimidated. Muddy, I'll have you, preacher. You kill the 450, but I'll have you by this time tomorrow. Sends a messenger. Elijah didn't have no problem facing Ahab. Elijah didn't have no problem facing 450 false prophets. But Elijah had a problem facing Jezebel. It wasn't the woman part of it. It was the spirit of her. That he actually flees. He's ready to die. I'm all alone. I don't. 
So now we begin to understand the power of this. And the influence and the impact it can have. That's the reason we need to know what spirit we're of. And we're not exempt from getting in the wrong spirit. James and John, I know they didn't have the Holy Ghost, but they had Jesus. And as long as Jesus on the earth, you didn't have to have the Holy Ghost. Because you had the Holy Ghost. When you got Jesus, you got the Holy Ghost. When you got Jesus, you got God. Okay? And even at that moment, buddy, they, they got in the wrong spirit. They was ready to destroy. Twenty-first chapter, and I'm just going to buy just a few, and then Jezebel also spoke, spake the Lord, saying, "The dog shall eat Jezebel, and the walls of Jezreel." We know about all. I'm going to buy back a second, if you don't mind. By false spiritualism, these led their victims into gross carnality. Are you hearing me? The Jezebel spirit will lead you into carnality. The Jezebel spirit wants the best of both worlds. That's what she wants. And I'm telling you she's having a heyday today. When you, when you look at all Churches, all religions, and even some that call themselves Pentecostals. I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm just telling y'all. Changing roles and changing positions and, and, and almost with a spirit of, I demand. Praise God. I've always read those, especially if, uh, if uh, I'm always worried of women that gets, get, get, starts getting deep voices. And I'll tell you one thing, Aaron. You make me a little you already. <laughs> well, it's kind of like those men. It's, well, let me tell you. Yeah, you make me a little leery too. <laughs> okay? I balance this thing out. Hallelujah. What spirit are you of? That's what I want to know. Because I tell you right now, that's not right. You're not created and walking after the Father's creation. I can tell you that right now. So I've got to question everything else. Because here's how she works a lot. She mingles just enough of the Word of God and things of God to start seducing. And the further she can get you from truth, the less you're going to hear about it. And first news, you know, you'll start sanctifying and justifying your actions, including, boy, I'm fixing, I'm going to drop the bar, including fornication and adultery. Doesn't stop there, though, does it? Now we're justifying and okaying homosexuality. And we're the bad guys now. If we even say anything about them, to keep them out of the pulpits and we got some businesses want to, hey, let everybody have, use the same restroom at the same time. Don't tell me the Jezebel spirit hadn't slipped into the good old United States of America. I'm telling you she has. And she'll affect the church. This, this letter right here proves that. Okay? It proves that. 
Okay, I know my time's up, but, but I'm going to. I Watch this. And the writer mentions that. He talks about, you know, about far as repentance. And, but watch this. He had gave her a chance to repent. When you read the verse 21. I gave her space to repent of her fornication. And she repented not. She didn't have no godly sorrow. She didn't have no intent to repent. This individual, whoever it was, whatever position, you know, didn't have no intent. to Behold. Watch this now. When you don't repent, what happens? And not only to the individual, but watch what happens. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repented of their deeds. <clears throat> what a metaphor, amen, that he uses here. A bed. Now watch this. I can read your lesson if you don't want to. <laughs> but, but he talks about this bed. This bed here wasn't a bed of pleasure and ease. This bed was going to be bed was going to be a bed of tribulation, of sickness, of sorrow, of heartache. Time won't let me, but watch this. If you go back and look at Jezebel and her own son, as soon as he took Ahab's place, he only lasted two years. Immediately following there, the Moabites, the next chapter after he takes kingship, the Moabites rebel against them. The next verse, amen, it talks about he falls through the lattice. Her son. He becomes crippled and lays in the bed from that point on. Now he's going to try, watch him. He's going to try to go. He still doesn't repent. Then change his ways. He sends to Baal. He sends messengers to Baal. Angel comes to Elijah and says, Elijah, hey, stop those messengers. Cut them off. <laughs> Tell them that God said uh, he's not going to heal him and he's going to die. Sure enough, they hadn't even got out of the house good. Elijah cuts them off, sends them back in. The king says, hey, God, you'll get back to us. He said, well, this guy stopped us, told us to come back. He said, hey, he said, is there not a God in Israel? He said, you're going to die. He said, describe the guy. He said, well, kind of hairy guy in leather. That's Elijah. He knew him. Now, this, is, this is Jezebel's son. Guess what happens? He dies in the bed. So what's being said here actually physically happened in the Old Testament. And will happen spiritually in the New Testament. Spiritually dead. A church can become spiritually dead. And that's the reason why. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm digging myself in such a place. But um, he tells, he says, I will kill her children with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he which searches the reins of the hearts. How many of you believe that before this thing's over with that people's going to really know who the church is? We believe that there's going to be a real separation there. So as we speak of that. So this could also liken to because when you say religion. Now watch this. What's supposed to unite us? What is the statement for Christians? Born again Christian. I am a born again Christian. Am I right? That's, what they, that's their confession. And I've taught this church here. Now, if 
you confess to be born again, regardless if you was born again or not, guess what? God's going to see if you have. Now they know, and the devil will too. So the statement or confession, in Bible time wasn't made so easy. If you made the confession that you was a born-again Christian, you, you was a born-again Christian because by the next day you could be in a torch <laughs> for the gospel's sake. You was also cast out of the tabernacle. You had no assistance from the city, no assistance from nobody. Many of the families would reject them, deny them, throw them out. That's the reason the widows are so important in the sixth chapter, making sure they got their fair share of the food every day. That's the reason the church bonded together. And hey, all these possessions, it's not mine. It belongs to the church. And they would sell it and bring these possessions and bring it to the apostles. Amen. And to the deacons so they could spread out. So some people could eat from day to day. Because they had sold everything out to walk this way. And especially the church in Jerusalem. That's the reason Paul would go from the richer Gentile churches and take up collections. And bring it to the mother church, Jerusalem. Because she was being so persecuted. Amen. By the world. And the Romans and the people. So. so you, you begin to watch some of this. And, and realize what's really going on. And what's happening. I, I got to go to Isaiah. He talks about for the bed. Amen. The bed. When that bed. Have you ever slept in a bed that's too short? <laughs> that's miserable isn't it? Ever slept in a bed that's too short and too narrow? <laughs> Praise God. I can remember a time it didn't bother me a bit. I could sleep on the floor. Now about, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, I got to do something different. Of course, about 30 minutes in bed, I have to do something different. But anyway, I mean, things just start dying or just go to sleep. Not in a bad way, too. Not a good way, you know. And uh, so that's miserable, isn't it? That's what he's talking about, this bed. It's going to be a miserable place because they failed to repent and turn. And so... He, he said, suffer. They, they put up with it. They tolerate it. They didn't do anything about it. It's having its effect. Well, this is a tightrope to start walking here now. You better make sure you're walking in the Holy Ghost and walking in the Spirit of God. In these kind of situations. I know this has been a little different. I know there's a lot of scriptures I didn't get to touch. Let me... I'm going to just finish up by finishing the last scriptures. Amen. Because there's so much hope for you and I. But unto you, I say, and to the rest that are in thy tower, as many as have not this doctrine, as many as have not, that didn't follow this doctrine, that followed the teachings, didn't follow after, And which have not known the depths of Satan. What did Moses have to do? He had to make a decision one day, didn't he? He had to decide, am I going to be the son of Pharaoh? Or if I'm going to be a, a Hebrew? And in Hebrews, by faith, we understand that he would rather suffer the afflictions of Christ. Than enjoy pleasures for a season. What's one of the biggest struggles that America's having today? If, if we just be honest. We are pleasure seekers. 
There's millions of dollars spent on pleasure, entertainment. And that's including in our homes, our automobiles, even our clothes. How many of us like to come with sackcloths on this morning? Sackcloths are very coarse. On the line of like, I mean, likes to wear wool. Anybody ever wear them old fiddle neck sweaters they used to make? And, woo! I just, I just itch thinking about them things. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I don't know how they wore them. But just, you know, we want something comfortable. I'm not preaching gets to that. I'm just telling you how we're geared. And if, now watch, watch churches. Watch churches. You can't preach against this. You can't preach against that. You can't, don't matter if it's sin. going to cause them to miss the mark. If you don't like this flavor, it's kind of like Neapolitan. <laughs> I love Neapolitan myself. Man, I got four buckets of it. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> One of the best gifts I ever got. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Neapolitan, man, you... Chase flavors every mouthful, man. <laughs> but when it comes to God, I'll tell you something. And it comes to sin. And we, we're kidding ourselves if we don't think sin's pleasurable. It is. How many enjoys to eat? How many gets excited about fasting? How many gets excited, real excited about, man, I'm going to get up and pray, pray, pray. Man, I'm so excited about No. These things we have to discipline ourselves to. Same way with, you know. Hey, it's amazing to me. And sometimes I tell myself, there's got to be something wrong with me. I sit down and read my Bible. I mean, you know, in just a few minutes. Pick up a dumb Lusselmar book and stay up to one or two o'clock. What's the deal? Don't say you hadn't ever been there. <laughs> Things I'm excited about and involved in and So, that's what we have to watch. That's what we have to stay on top of. That's what we have to, even in our day and our time. Now, this didn't happen. What's this? You can stand. I'm through. You can stand. Uh, what's this? And I know it's been a little different this morning, but hopefully something's been said here. Something. We've got to be alert. We've got to, we got to be sensitive. We've got to, to make sure, you know, what, what we're working on, where we're headed, what we're doing. I want to go to heaven. I want everybody in this place to go to heaven. You know, it'd be a great thing if everybody just goes to heaven. If they went to hell. But that's not, the, that's not the case. It's not the case. Because you can't have a heaven without a hell. You can't have love without hate. You can't have light without darkness. I mean, that's just... I mean, I mean that's just... We was created. That's, that's the part where we became as gods. A blue jay... It's going to be a blue jay till it leaves here. But you and I, we become new creations. New creatures. Why? Because of him. So we call on him. Cry out to him. And so there's no doubt. We need his help. Let me, let me finish up with this. If you don't mind, just give me a little bit. As they spake and put upon you none of the burden. He said, hey, I'm not putting no more burden. He said, you hold on to what you got. And you hold it. I'm not going to put no more on you. But that which ye have already hold fast till I come. Uh, I'm going to preach on that some. Probably tonight. If there's ever been a generation. You know what? We need to hold on to what we got. Let's don't let no more slip away. 
That's apostolics. It's one God-believing people living a godly holy. Let's don't let nothing else slip away. Let's don't let, let other spirits, whatever means they may try to use to weave their way in. You know what? Watch this. We're not exempt of those. He didn't say that this particular person was not at one point in time in their life Holy Ghost filled. What's that? That's when we got to watch the enemy tries his best. You know what? If you listen to your government, they're going to try their best to force the churches to accept some things that we know is. Now, what spirit's driving that? Spiritual warfare. It's a spiritual warfare, ladies and gentlemen. I, I know this has been a lot different, maybe to a certain degree. And uh, I hope uh, I hadn't said things to whatever. But uh, if it, I'm telling you, we got to unite. We got to uh, be joined together. We got to let this be the word of God. And we got to let the Holy Ghost guide us, comfort us, speak unto us like never before. Because this end time, I, I'm a firm believer in this right here. It's going to mean something to be saved out of this generation. Because we're living in a generation where sin does not exist. Live any old way and go to heaven. But that's not Bible. That's not in your book. I didn't have time, but I could take you where Paul talks about it. Such were some of you. And there's a list in Corinthians. A list that will not enter the kingdom of God. And he said, but such were some of you. But you've been washed. You've been sanctified. Justified by the blood of the Lamb. Thank God for the sanctification that has taken place. And now, you and I have got the responsibility. Keep ourselves being unspotted. Keep ourselves from being spotted by this world. That's going to mean something. When I speak of that spiritually, it's going to mean something. Love you. Appreciate you. Let's pray. God, we love you this morning. Appreciate you. We're so thankful for your love, for your grace, your mercy, the word of God. We ask, Lord, we know it's a little different this morning and the word was pretty sharp. And, but, God, we ask it that we'd find its place in our hearts, find its place in our minds and our spirit. We want to be who you want us to be in the world that we're living. It's the only chance the world's got is for us to be the church, the body that you want us to be, that we can be a light to others, a help to others, a blessing to others. That's our heart to be. That's our desire as you anoint and, and, and operate through this body of believers. I'm thankful for all that's here. I ask you to go with each one. Bless them. Encourage them. Guide them. Give them the desires of the heart that's upright and wholesome in your sight. As we give you the praise and the honor for all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Come back tonight. We will have service tonight. 5.30 prayer time. That's service time. 6 o'clock service time. God bless you. Love you. We are honored to have all the guests. God bless you for coming, being with us.